Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Tale of Dice, where this time around I'm coming to you from this vast, dark void, as I am now streaming from my parents' place, which is, um, well, not as well lit as my uh, my normal streaming platform, but nevertheless, I'm here to entertain you, Marfins are here with me, and uh, now that I think of it, like, nowadays, like, both Ave and I are in Brabant right now. So, I kind of feel like we need to go, like, at, at least some point during the stream today, because we are getting a little bit more down low. Wait, weren't your parents, like, Zeeland? Ooh, ooh. Okay, so, we live in Bergen op Zoom. If you tell anyone in Bergen op Zoom, wait, isn't that in Zeeland? They will murder your entire family. <laughs> like, they are they are so pissed for people telling them they live in Zeeland. Like, no, we live in Brabant. It's so much better. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I yeah, did not it's, know it's this ridiculous. was a thing. Can, and we, I, can no, we maybe it's... not gloss over the fact that Wouter just called anyone in Brabant unintelligent? I mean, I am literally the exception to that stereotype. All of my friends are the exception to that stereotype. Yeah, most people here suck, but not everybody here goes. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Hold on. I think your ego is interfering with the audio. Give me one second. It's... <laughs> no, that's your ego, Charlie. There's no room for mine. We know and that. If you were the one to make the step that that sound was unintelligent, so um, ever sure. heard of Brabantse gezelligheid? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's, that's just I the live here, bitch. Drunk. It's called That's being drunk. Sound yeah. Brabantse gezelligheid. People in Amsterdam make the same noise when they're drunk, Wouter. It has nothing to do with this province. I know, I know. People in Amsterdam need to have, like, illicit substances to mimic the joy that is to be in Brabant. And where do the illicit and substances come from? Brabant. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and who everything's says better the, down here. And who says it's not a tourist from Brabant? I mean, they they probably want to see some civilized society and come over here and then have a wandering. Trust me, I think Brabanters don't know how to do the Western G. I think they were called like the Columbia of Europe, Brabant. So, you know what, guys? Like, this is all well and good, and this is a conversation that I am certainly going to have with all y'all sometime, somewhere around. But this stream, I have to escape the actual reality of the Netherlands. So, shall we play a game? to quickly jump into tonight's game. Last we left off, our heroes, known as the Pack, a ragtag group of visitors to the vast city of Farwater, got themselves into curing a actual plague of the city, as it seemed that the local guards were drawing a blank as to figuring out who or what was responsible for its citizens slowly succumbing to a disease known as the Ringing which slowly turned people mad and eventually turned them into actual pieces of crystal upon their death. They, the pack, were asked by the actual captain of the guard to 
undercover, basically, go on and investigate the sources of this. And this the pack has most certainly done. You have uncovered that somewhere in the vicinity of this city, a aboleth, a fish-like monstrosity which holds power over mind and magic, is tempting different individuals within the city as a dark shepherd to focus themselves on a certain power that permeates the very being of this material plane. And in so doing, letting them succumb to this dark disease and in the same time perpetuate it throughout the city. You have set out to find these different individuals that had been enticed by the shepherd to join it in its quest to understand this power. And in doing so, you have found three lieutenants, if you will, and one by one got rid of them all. The last one being the one that now lies unconscious before you, Dante Corsell, a lieutenant within the very guards known as the Silver Sentinels that hired you. And the actual suspected reason why the guards at first didn't find any clues, because how would one find any clues of this disease if one within your midst is in league with the enemy? You have infiltrated Dante's fortress on a small island just off the shore of the city of Farwater. Here you have knocked him out cold, almost killing him in the process, and have now been able to stave off further combat encounters with the rest of the guard, who at first, of course, didn't know what the fuck was happening, while you infiltrated their abode and basically attacked their leader. However, after some very good, persuasive conversations, you have made it very clear that you are indeed one of the good guys, and that Dante was indeed a traitor. However, during all of this, the magical artifact that allows our viewers to break the fourth wall and influence the very story, bursted with magical energies and turned another traitor, a uh, sergeant underneath uh, Dante, oh. into a spectral form, which was then able to escape. So in the aftermath of this all, while you are safe, it seems that a last individual has still escaped your grasp. And with Dante now unconscious before you, the last of the lieutenants of this Dark Shepherd are basically being dealt with. So, pack members, as you are still here within the fortress of Dante, as you are awaiting the arrival of the guard Captain Bradley, who uh, hired all of you in the beginning, what would you like to do? Uh, I believe Olam Al ended last session by trying to find the... Co co what was his name? Commander? Thingy, Commander? Captain? Yes. yes. So, uh, at the very end of the last episode, you uh, walked outside. And by the way, uh, Vincent, what you said, Colonel, that is correct. But last episode, I was completely wrong. The rank beneath Lieutenant <laughs> is Sergeant, not Colonel at all. Colonel is oh, way damn. higher up. Uh, so, that is, that is completely my bad. I was completely wrong in that regard last episode. Um, you, Olam, went outside to at first send a raven to the captain to get all of this sorted out, but realized that there was another sergeant here that was set on duty because um, the empire that all of you are a part of 
is um, steeped in different magic users. So as a part of this island, there was one sergeant at the ready who was capable of magically sending information directly to the captain and then directly uh, getting a response through magical means. Yeah, yeah, but the commander guy ran away, right? Yes, yes was, someone turned yeah. into a ghost and then... The sergeant, exactly. yeah. So basically, so basically the, the, the head honcho of the traitors, Dante, lies unconscious within your midst. All of the guards are now pretty much aware that he indeed is the traitor and that this was, like, this, this quote-unquote assassination attempt of y'all was uh, ordered by the actual guard captain, who is above all y'all. And um, there was one sergeant on the loose, and another sergeant that had magical contact with the captain, who was now walking with you and basically just spurted all of this out towards the rest of the guards, like, yo, guys, what these people are saying is correct. They are the good guys. Dante sucks. Um, basically, be nice. I still like to find the, the runner. Like I'm, right. I'm not sure if if he's already found, but I'd like to try and find him. What, what was his name again? We don't know his name, I believe. At this moment, uh, Olam, the uh, bearded fellow, the the somewhat older man, a uh, little bit like pot-bellied, but still like kind eyes, wrinkled face, like somewhere. He's human, probably like somewhere in his fifties. Uh, was the one who magically contacted Captain. Uh, you have already learned that this man is named Marcus, and as all of you are standing here and conversing about like the other sergeant that got away, he's the one to actually speak up and say, his name is Uther. Uther Belfryer. I never liked that weasel. <laughs> never did Dante either, but... Seems our hunches were correct. But, uh, do you think that is maybe... Uh, a chance that he is also from with the ringing because if we don't find him and he has it might still spread around and we're still not done one of the guards speak up yes sir sergeant uther was acting very very suspiciously and he did not want to contact the captain at all and as soon as this magical effect made him ghostly and turned through the floor he bolted we have no idea where he is well, that seems suspicious enough to at least apprehend the fucker. Are are we... This is with the rest of the pack nearby? Yeah. Okay. We'll say this is all still the talk, like, in the actual keep with the rest of you. Okay. The then uh, Tarush will speak up. So far, whenever the artifact has done something of this proportion, it has not lasted long. I do not think his... This incorporeality will bring him entirely to the city. So either he is now swimming from here to Farwater, or he remains on the island still. That is what I suspect. Bruce, you have had a good look at the, of the sergeant, right? I have. All you have, by the way. Good enough for to, to use that striking spell? Smart man. While we wait for the captain, then, how about we go on a little bit of a manhunt? Mm. Yeah. Do you, want, 
do we want to leave uh, Dante behind then? I believe we've established trust with this sergeant. If mm. at least if the feeling is mutual, and I look at the sergeant with uh, slightly sarcastic but mostly questioning eyes. He takes a strong look over each and every one of you. <laughs> then he nice. Just, like, Sixty-nine. And then he just like sighs deeply, and as all of the other guards like also look at him for guidance in this moment, like you guys are like pretty much wild cards in all of this. So the guards have no idea how to actually handle all of you because this goes far outside their their normal rule sets of uh, well interactions with pretty much anyone. So they look at the sergeant and he sighs deeply and just goes, look, Bradley has trusted them so far with apprehending these traitors within our midst. If he has already authorized the infiltration and basically assassination of a lieutenant, fuck, just go. We will make sure that Dante is apprehended here. Lyra, let's go. Very well, as your companion stands up sips the last bit of her wine after the conversation that she had with uh, with you, Tarush. And what are the plans? Yeah. Uh, By the way, every time someone messaged, me mentioned this mission was an assassination mission, Coin goes, arrest. We wanted to arrest him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> before, before you guys leave, uh, the sergeant does go, Joshua, take three of your men with them. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm and four different guards just step forward and basically are at your disposal. Excellent. Four men at our disposal, nice. Meet well, since we're gonna be beating <laughs> someone up and I didn't even get invited, Edge is gonna continue to steal some silverware. No, no, no. Not <laughs> the entirety too of much the pack. from the same drawers, just like, here and there, gonna nick a spoon, maybe a knife. We'll say, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry, the, I thought the implication was clear that the whole pack was gonna... Yeah, yeah, but but before before this conversation uh, went uh, the way it went, Olam needed some time to actually get the sergeant and get this running. So Edge did have some time in between to um, snoop around a little bit while, well, like the tensions were still high. So for the sake of that, I will say go ahead and just roll me a... Uh, thievery check. General. I did get. I did uh, break off a boar tusk last time. You did. You did, and that is within your uh, possessions. Can we roll a perception check to see if he notices? Thievery twenty-two. Uh, sure. Twenty-two on thievery. Very good. I don't notice. <laughs> All right. So with a twenty-two, like it's not difficult to find. Uh, different objects of value that probably wouldn't go missing as badly as uh, the conversation that we had last week where you actually wanted to steal like an entire rug but um, so you already found uh, a couple of vials of poison if you remember right yeah. so for the sake Three of this of them. black yeah. edder venom exactly. right exactly yeah. yes yeah. Um, so for the sake of this, we will say with the 22 on Thievery, you find uh, an assortment of different things, like uh, two bottles of good wine, some silverware, some coins that you probably think won't go missing because they seem to be like a personal pouch of Dante that he will no longer be needing, those sorts of things. Um, let's see, 22. Let me, let me get some dice out. And uh, FYI, Bowter. Oh, damn. 
uh, something find, else happens uh, as oh. well. Very well. Uh, uh, after this. You find 17 gold pieces of worth in, in different items. Yeah, I rolled very, very high on 2d10. While this is happening, I will view what the fuck's going on in the stream as... Wait. Where's all of this? The stars, the stars speak. Yeah, where are my things? I need to get some things ready. And there we you go. were supposed to have it ready before the stream. There we go. Yeah, and <laughs> nah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you keep attacking him. This is dangerous. <laughs> already, already on it. Don't worry about that. All right. So with that, Amunra. Also, Amunra, thank you so much for your uh, continued support and subscription to our beautiful stream. Um, I saw it uh, jolt by just before we started, but thank you so much, and thank you very much for all of this because Olam. While mm -hmm. all of this is uh, going on, you eventually find yourself drawn to one of the windows of uh, this keep right over here and as you are drawn towards it you begin to find that as the evening progresses and the night deepens that all of the different stars begin to shine a little bit more brightly outside of this window and as you begin to take a couple of steps forward it seems that the different stars on your pelt also seem to twinkle, at least in your own eyes. And as you take a couple of steps forward to this window, it is very convenient that the window is extended all the way down to where the stones are aligned with your feet. And as you step here in a window on the very northeastern side of this keep you feel a cold breeze run over yourself as you see far outstretched the eastern ocean on the side of this continent the water eerily still, no waves, making it almost a beautiful, perfect mirror, reflecting all of the twinkling stars up above and down below, as they almost seem to twinkle in unison with your own twinkling stars and your fur. It seems that your very being is communicating with the stars. What do you do? Uh, uh -oh. I tried to call for Saloon to see if, if it's her. What do you say? How do you call out? Okay, so I want to close my eyes as if meditating Dating ish I don't really know how, how that works, but um, I'm sure I've seen someone do it by now. Uh, and just try and really focus on the feeling that the stars are giving me and the stars in my belt are 
like th that twinkling, really focus on that, and uh, then just ask, uh, Saloon, are you there? Go ahead and make a perception check for me. That is a uh, fifteen. Fifteen. It's hard. Wait, wait, wait! Do I have a hero point? No, I don't. No. Do I? No, I don't. Does she? No, I no. don't. <laughs> I just do though. You try to perceive what this is, try to rhyme it with what you already know from the few but very intense communications that you have had with Saloon, with the goddess of the moon that has brought you into this realm. But no such communication is found here in this moment. You do feel, however, that each sparkling star seems to become brighter and brighter and each star twinkles in unison with one of your own and seems to almost pull you forward i'm going to follow that feeling so i'm going to i'm inside now or am i outside right now you are on the um northeastern like pillar of this keep and the window has in whatever this vision might be has extended so that you can like stand in the opening and you could just like walk off the ledge I'm a, and outside. I'm a walk off. Yes. Very well. And as you do so, already realizing instinctively that this is safe, you take one step and you just slowly begin to float. Float away from this keep over the open ocean that is so immediately still that eventually is no ocean anymore as like the reflective surface seems to connect with the actual open blackness of space and the stars and after a few moments you just float through empty space and as you do so you see that the stars are so incredibly bright you have heard other people speak of how vast and open that space is, but you do not see what they mean because this space is so filled with whatever they are. As right now, you do not only see stars, but different beautiful, colorful nebulae begin to twirl through this open blackness. The blackness was just like the first facade, it seems. There is so much more behind it if you just take a leap, if you just take a step forward. So much more to see here. I'm going to make a perception check. Perception. I'm not going to use that one again. Ish one. Ish. That's 22. 22. That's a lot better than 15. As you float forward through literally this open space, you see a couple of things that grab your interest. 
you see twirling in one place this deep purple and blue cloud nebula that you almost interpret as stoic another quadrant if you will you find a couple of stars that seem to shine brighter than the others in more intense colorations of yellow deep red passion power and yet in another place you find a vast openness of blackness that you also interpret as something as the stars that are in this space seem to be less bright but calm welcoming seemingly having the power of flight in whatever this experience is where do you go um i'd like to go to the towards the passion very well as you float towards this palette of red and yellow stars as you get closer and closer it seems that your surroundings change with them eventually you feel the very heat of different suns shining upon you the warmth invigorating you allowing you to traverse further you cannot help but feel like a small grin curl around your cheeks as you feel emboldened as eventually a playful but old feminine voice seems to speak up with the different stars that burst here as you begin to hear the moon is not the only celestial body that has set its eyes upon you Olam. Uh, hello um who are you <laughs> If I may ask, I'm sorry, is this rude? Who we are is such a strange question to answer. What we are are the burning stars in the night sky, the heat that is brought in even the coldest hours of night, the light that guides when all other lights go out, So, you are like something that people can follow if they seem to get, uh, seem to, to see nothing to go to? People can follow many stars. We are but a few in the night sky. For those that find our radiance, guiding them in the right way, we let them follow. 
like you are guiding me now some sort of way there are some that need guidance and some that I can guide you Olam are you not a starry sky as you feel like a couple of the stars twinkle in your fur I I think I I am part of maybe but I'm not sure I'm, I don't know if I am a foolish sky yet if that makes sense in eons past even the night sky was empty it took us many many years before one by one all our lights were ignited the road is long indeed but you hold within you space for many sparks Saloon might have brought you here but she has not yet claimed you isn't the night sky space for many celestial bodies well like I, I think so but she is uh, well she, well she is important to me still but I guess I I am open for for many family as you say those words you see like the surrounding stars begin to burst brightly and a pulse of warm invigorating energy washes over you like the the complete opposite of a like a cold shiver down your spine this one almost travels up your spine and who So how, how do I welcome you? I believe you already have. Hola. Gaze up in the night sky to us. Let our fires slowly ignite within you. And let you carry the warmth of the night sky to wherever you will guide yourself. Thank you. But I still, do you have something I can call you by? Because I, I like to I like to talk to people and stuff and, and beings. We are so very far away. Not only from the days in which you live or the plains on which you walk but also in 
understanding. Names are strange. What would you call us? I don't, I don't, hmm. I don't really have a name, but I do have a sound. Is that? I, I was thinking of shh, but I'm not sure if you, if you like that. Then we shall be shh. The sound of a campfire on a cold, starless night. The sound of darkness and heat entwined. We shall carry the name. And with that, you feel the intense burst of passionate starlight energy once more envelop you. At which moment, you also feel a hand on your shoulder as one of the guards pulls you back as you apparently were like almost falling out of the window as the guard with the pike on his shoulder goes, ma'am, are you okay? Why did you have to do that? I, I was fine. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Why? Ow. And you can see now, as you look around yourself, a little bit of smoke is coming from your entire fur, as well as, like, the hand that he had just put on you as you... Motherfucker. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to hurt you, but I'm not sure how I did hurt you. For the sake of this, Olam, um, from now on, you can extend your um, uh, resistance to physical damage, also to fire damage. So you now also have resistance three to fire damage. Fuck yeah. As apparently next to Saloon, it seems the stars are also quite enthralled by whatever you keep. Okay, holy shit. I'm kind of creeped out by the fact that stars apparently are sentient beings now. Like there's so many of them. Number I mean this is this is all that Olam experienced like who says it were actual stars i don't know also like I so see. many stars are already dead by the time their light reaches us so but can we work. just take a moment it would work in the normal ways of the material world can we just take a moment how fucking adorable that was <laughs> you always call me adorable well, I mean, because you are I mean, you, you call the stars that is so pure and innocent and sweet. I can't. Oh, the edge of me is so proud. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Amunra, for getting that story beat towards us. And yes. uh, Olam, do realize that um, in a somewhat similar manner that uh, Edge now has a, a devil monkey on her shoulder, quite literally. As this happens, you... There. Excuse me. Um, you gaze outside the window once more, and 
where you still see like the open starry sky, you do find it very easy to now also gaze and find this red, orange, and yellow nebula just twirling through the night sky. If you would point it out to someone, it would be very, very difficult to see. But the light seems to find your ease, uh, eyes so much easier than other people's. Cool. Thank Hell you, yeah. Walter. It was amazing. Yeah. And Amora, of course. Oh yeah, the gate is now open. So. I'm sorry, but how can you giggle like that and then not say say that you're not adorable? Shut up! <laughs> Never her. As Shut the, up! As the guard pulls Olam back into the space that uh, all of y'all were in, um, seemingly, but a couple of moments have passed while all of this has transpired, and the rest of you are still underway to go hunt for uh, Sergeant Uther Belfry. Uther, yeah. It's Belfry. Yep. So, Tarush, um, <clears throat> sorry, Tarush craps spell scroll of locate, and he opens it up in front of him as he start, he, he holds his staff in his left hand. He holds it up just a few centimeters above the ground as it lights up with energy. And he starts saying these ancient draconic words inscribed in the in the, the the in the scroll, and the staff just starts lighting as electricity <laughs> crackles from it as he casts the locate spell, which does the following. Um, basically, I know. Um, the direction to Uther, unless there is lead or running water between me and him. Yes. All right. And so, otherwise, uh, I find the nearest other Uther. Yeah. Um, it also only has a range of 500 feet, though. So uh, that would be like 150 meters. So the island being a little bit uh, larger than that, as you activate the spell, now for the uh, next 10 minutes, you basically have a Uther radar uh, that like pulses out uh, 500 feet in every direction. No, uh, uh, sorry. It takes 10 minutes to cast, Oh, but it is sustained. So I, I, oh, sustained. I, 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 I take 10 minutes to read out the spell. It, it takes a while. And after that, as long as I sustain it, I can go around looking for Uther gotcha. motherfucker. Very well. So you now have a, a Uther radar going uh, in perpetuity as long as you see fit. But you know it's only like for one and a half football fields for only 150 meters. So as you begin to cast it standing in the middle of the keep, you realize that now the first scan has pulsed throughout the entirety of the keep. But as you suspect, the keep itself is uh, cleared of all and any Uthers. So um, that is what you have to deal with right now. But still, the uh, the radar is uh, is turned on. Very what well. What do you guys do? Um, I suggest we go to the nearest edge of the island and simply go around the perimeter. We Can simply take one step to the left and indeed find your companion edge there. I think the first thing we have to check is the is the possible exit points. Once we're sure he's not lurking there to try to uh, to steal a boat, we can then 
uh, canvas the area. I agree with uh, with I agree with you. Uh, we do need to find a place where he can leave this island. Very well. it is then, says Lyra. Let us uh, let us go there post haste. Very well. All right. So uh, with four guards in tow, basically flanked on both sides, making you uh, I all that more professional in your endeavors here on the island. Um, you quickly find yourselves outside of the keep and basically jogging towards the harbor. Um, and as you do so, you quickly make your way over all and every different places. Uh, two of the guards actually speak up uh, to the ones that uh, you had knocked out, almost drowned in, uh, in the waters uh, just outside of the island. Uh, but basically, after a couple of sentences of conversation, you are in the clear, and it is indeed very nice that you didn't actually murder anyone, very professional of all of you. Um, and you realize that um, in this conversation it is also made known that your boat now seems to be uh, the only actual seafaring vessel. There are like uh, a couple of small, um, what you would call it, rowing vessels, rowboats, uh, like laying there at the ready if one would uh, try to make their way towards the mainland. But right now, they seem to all be accounted for. And uh, Tarush, go ahead and make me a perception check real quick. I, I, I take no credit for their survival, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, Indeed, you did not. That is a natural one. All right. So as you scan this uh, complete area, you are pretty sure that uh, Uther is not here in the harbor hiding somewhere. You're pretty, pretty decently... Um, sure of the matter that he is not to be found right here. So the harbor seems to be clear. Alright. Um, I do not believe he is in the harbor. The spell does not locate him. Where to next then? Well, uh, first of all, we have Joshua and three other men. Uh, how about we uh, keep like two or three here? What do you think? We can also just inform the guards at the docks that under no circumstances should Ufer be allowed to exit this yeah. island. And yeah, that is maybe something like that is an extra person for, for. Sorry, help. one more time, Maxi. Oh, maybe like an extra person for help. Uh, I do not know the strength of the sergeant, but uh, we do not want him to uh, kick around the guards and have an exit. Joshua speaks up and says. Well, the rest of the guards here already have their hands full with their normal tasks. Um, they, of course, can keep an eye out, but if we want someone to keep like scanning the vicinity, then it would be better that one of us stays here. Your call. I suggest, I propose we take a bit more of a drastic action to make sure that Uther does not escape, despite, um, or, or in the dire circumstance that he overpowers these guards. So, Tarush, without even waiting to discuss it, he walks over to the boat that we used to go to go here, and he. Um, I'm sustaining the spell, but I still have two actions next to that. So I, I smash down my staff as electricity runs to the rope, holding uh, the boat ashore, as it just lights up. 
We could have just asked someone to take the boat and go away and come back in like a couple of hours. It's a dog, so I'm pretty sure there's other boats as well, Tarush. No, no, Wouter uh, just mm. said this is the only sea uh, uh, water worthy boat. Oh, really? There are a couple of rowboats, but no other seafaring vessels. Seafaring, oh, that's like, the word. Try to find like a rowboat and get himself out of there, but that's all that he could do, pretty much. Let us uh, make a signal. More guards will return once we do this. Ooh, I hear a, I hear the sound of a thing happening. Thank you. Nice. Excelente, Amunra. A haunting past. Um, but oh damn. Before that happens, so Tarush, as the boat starts drifting off, uses again some spells to light it on fire. If this is not a signal for more guards to return, I don't know what is. Let's call it reinforcements. Weren't we, weren't we going to give these boats back to the person that we borrowed it from? We can't really do that when it's on fire. Well, there are people coming to this island to check this out, so I think we will have a way back. It's a bit drastic, but I think we will be it's fine. It's unnecessary. However, this was somebody's boat, wasn't it? Yes, it was. We yeah, confiscated that one is, it. That one is for Tarush. <laughs> uh. Tarush is, yeah, Tarush is buying someone a new boat. Crowan places his, his hand on Tarush's shoulder and goes, I appreciate the idea, Tarush. But next time, do consult us before you do something that cannot be undone. It's, it's just, let's just say it's good party practice. Very well. I mean, he could have set the robots on fire, but no, he has to pick the big one. <laughs> Don't say this too loudly, you will. <laughs> right, the robots. No. Don't. <laughs> My bad, I forgot. Let me get to... <laughs> Oh, I oh, mean, the fortress too. Let's just. No. Yeah, wouldn't the fortress have <laughs> some oh, kind of like alarm bell just in case? Yeah, but the alarm like, bell. Instead of checking that, no, Tarush just immediately chooses to set something on fire. Also, the captain knows, so he probably is going to take some guards with him as well. Yeah, but still, like the thing is, I don't want if there's a single guy swimming across the um uh, the channel and there are now a lot of boats coming back they're gonna pick him up they're gonna be like hey um come back with us to the shore like or a ship will be missing and we know what to chase now i honestly i, I mean in character obviously this was a dick move don't get me wrong i know this but um it it i i feel like it does make sense that we now have the entire sense. guard is coming back to the island. We have this beautiful circle uh, in the form of a, a, a what you would call it, um, a blockade Absolutely. coming in on the island that we're on. So if he's already in the water, hopefully he'll be caught. And if he's not, then, well, we'll fuck him up. Going to be well, amazing. Is there just going to be one boat coming back? <laughs> What, well, what's going to stop him from, I don't know, like, just going like, yeah, guys, we need to be somewhere else and just leaving on a vessel. Well, he's just a sergeant. So? That and still outranks pretty swimming? much every private or... Yeah, but these... I, I imagine each of these boats has a sergeant of their own. 
each of the big anyway, boats. I do suppose he's probably not swimming back to yeah. the main city, so... Oh, yeah, how, uh, how much knowledge do we have about the power, power structures on these boats? Um, Are there sergeants, colonels? Uh, oh, tenors? wow! I actually might know this. I have lore warfare. Does that count? Oh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, warfare. That would be a total of 18. 9 18. plus 9. You would, you would figure that most of these vessels would all have, like, a, uh, a, a quote-unquote captain of their own, which would hold a rank uh, approximately, like, somewhere to a sergeant or higher, depending on uh, how large and uh, important the vessel would be. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. So, I... In, in that sense, I imagine him coming up there and being like, Hey, um, I was going for a swim. How about we go the other way? I, I don't know. I don't think the sergeants would. And as you or he's over... going to tell them the fort is under attack. In which case, they'll go and help the fort. That's and perfect. as you gaze over the water, like far water as a, uh, as a city, like the, the inner um, districts were actually risen up by uh, the form of druidic magics. Like... Um, the cliffs are pretty steep and then you have like high walls on top of those so if you would want to swim from here to the mainland i mean like it's, it's technically doable but that's in the whole adventure on on its own um in the host of night like he he could very easily get like scooped up by a rogue wave and just knock his head and die and drown away. i mean you say this but he has an evil ancient fish god on his side that is true so in i'm i'm yeah, but he didn't have the ringing, did he? We don't know. We we don't know. And I'm assuming since he willingly helped the lieutenant, he might have. So, so we'll burn all the boats? Well, we burnt the only seafaring boat. Like, uh, unless yeah, he's going to... the rowboats. The ro like, a rowboat, if he's on a rowboat, we would... Actually... We if think he's it's on more a rowboat, like he's going to swim instead of a rowboat. No, but if he's on a rowboat, would we not see him from here, Wouter? That that's um, a good question. Like I mean, it is, it night, is in the middle of the dark. night. Yeah, yeah it, it is in the middle of the night. But right now, it seems that all rowboats are still accounted for. Okay, so that's like a, a a boon to all of you. Good to know. Um, and as far as you know, this is the only place where rowboats are actually kept. I mean, like it is the harbor. So what you gonna do? Um, so. Like you're, you're pretty safe um, if you even if you don't burn this vessel, uh, which you really want to do. I know, Tarush. You're pretty sure that he will not leave this island by one of these boats uh, unseen. So back to in character, then Tarush turns around. I apologize then for the impulsiveness of my action, but I believe that. With the rest of the Silver Sentinels returning to this island with... And he looks over at the burning boat. With a pyre that we have made. At least we'll make sure that Uther will not escape the vicinity of this island. I do agree, but... Um, it might sound a bit conspiracy theory based. But an island like this, a military island, uh, it probably has like a secret entrance, exit, uh, an escape route or so, or something. That's why Cronin <laughs> would suggest to use the to first check the shores for 
eventual caves or grottos or anything. Yeah. Also, pre-release party because in the right now he's probably hiding, so he won't be going to places where people are. So he's probably going to go to the extremities of the island. So uh, I think we should should first. Crowley uh, says we should check the shores and then spiral inwards into the island until we run out of ground to cover. If he's within 150 meters, I shall sunset. If he's if there is running water between us. I should not uh, find him. So, Coin will will request that Olam keeps an eye out for tracks because she's good at those kind of things. I will. As you are conversing about this, uh, Amunra, thank you so much for buying another storage beat, uh, and this one actually buying with a uh, freaking thousand bits that has been shot into our faces. <laughs> Crowen, you gaze out over the waters, thinking about what all of this might entail, beginning to indeed formulate this, this plan in your head about like what you would scan. As from the water, you see bobbing over the waves as, it is, as if it is walking on the sea floor, if you will. Slowly but surely, a face appears as a spectral entity just slowly walks out of the water. As this ghostly figure that just croaks in your direction, Crowen, your name. You feel a cold shiver run over your back as um do you have your uh your phone at the ready because i need to uh to text you uh something real quick about all of this what the fuck did you do vincent <laughs> what did you do? i think he killed someone you definitely killed someone like a whole village <laughs> okay no 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 no, no. killed someone how did they taste let's <laughs> i like your mom no but i mean oh shit <laughs> No, but I mean, I mean, let's let's rewind here. He's a city guard who 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 somehow abandoned the profession. I think he feels guilty for a death he might or might not have been able to prevent. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. What do y'all think? It's his old partner. <gasps> oh yeah, that's a good. One. Uh, they were investigating some shady business, family mob, whatever. Uh, the partner died. Uh, which which dumped Crowen into a depression. It's 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 a cop movie. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the Departed. That makes sense. You That's a good trope. That's a good trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Maxime? I think Crowen actually killed himself. But then he went <laughs> back in time. And he, he got himself back. But So he's working with the death of himself. Because he's actually somebody else. No, nope, oh. next. <laughs> no, not accepting this. This is. No. Uh, How can you go back in time after you've killed yourself, Maxine? Okay, it's magic. I would like all of you to uh, roll initiative for me. So go ahead and make perception checks. Oh, amazing! Oh, oh. yeah. What? But it, this is his thing. <laughs> Let him fight. I mean, you you are still in the presence <laughs> of all of this happening. You have agency. I roll. <laughs> 
I rolled That's another natural one. Along. Fucking hell. Nice. Oh, God, I did too. I got out all the bad rolls before the stream started. She just needed to warm up. I rolled a 22. 22. Very nice. 19, please. 19. Seven. Crone? Seven? Crone? I'm thinking, but with what he sees, Crone is going to be pretty shaken. So can I do something like a will save or something? Like to check if I don't just skip a third? Sure. <laughs> Very in character. I like it. <laughs> and I feel my will save. Woo! Grimboy is a pack member. Oh, Yay, Grimboy! Thank you so much for your continued patronage in this beautiful chaos that is our Pathfinder 2nd Edition stream. Mm. Alright, so... Um, Alright, so uh, then we only need Olam. Eleven. Eleven. Alright, yeah. so... As you guys look onward, you see this feminine form, half-translucent, still colored in what seems to be um, tethered, like, simple blue and red wizard robes. Her hair like, stroke into one side, a little bit wet, but it doesn't seem to be wet from the water that this ghost was in just now. Instead, you see, like, on the head, this large, gaping, bloody hole that drips and turns her hair in this deep red, wet mess. As she takes a couple of steps, you see that she is still holding on to what seems to be the upper half of a uh, simple arcane staff, the other half broken off and lost somewhere long ago. As she takes a couple of steps, Edge, what do you do? Um... You, you take a look, you hear the ghost screech out Crowan, and you look at Crowan, and you can just see him completely, like, Lower jaw, like, clappering a little bit, like, I, 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 he is completely stunned. Okay, I am going to stand in front of him and grab his face to, to basically, like, block everything else from his view but me. Crawling? Are you okay? Snap out of it. I just kind of do like this a couple times. How far away is the ghost? Right now, it would be... 40 to 50 feet away from you because you guys are on the docks and right now it seems to be quote-unquote walking on the seafloor and just now you slowly see the body like emerge uh, okay. from so the we've, water we've got a minute motion. okay so yeah no my my whole turn is just trying to get crow and to snap out of it very well in that case hmm let's take a look here rolling animal <laughs> handling <laughs> no, no, no i would say i would say you you roll the d20, and we will add Crowan's will save bonus to it. So this will basically be another will save for Crowan to see if he can snap out of it. That's a two. That's a two. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. Yeah, that, that won't that won't do, I'm afraid. Like, Crowan is just, like, staring through you as of this moment. Completely yeah. still stunned in the uh, whole chaos of the matter. Well, Jack, yeah. what do you do? Mm, good question, good question. I will have a look if I can maybe do something. Um, I think I'm 
first of all, I'm gonna. We are. It's it's dark. Is it dark outside? It is dark outside. There is okay, there are I'm some lights, so you can see because the guards themselves have like torchlight at the ready to at least illuminate the harbor area a little bit. In that case, I think I'm just I'm first of gonna cast dancing lights because it's just light comfort, especially with ghosts. I mean, if you are spooked in your room, what do you want the lights on? Mm -hmm -hmm. Uh, so I'm just gonna cast some dancing lights to illuminate the harbor a bit, um, and. Then I am going to. Uh, oh, I have one action left, and I do not know what to do with. I am actually gonna take uh, a little rest. I'm gonna see uh, how this uh, unfolds. You're going to take the chill action. The chill action, yes. Very good. All right. Hold I'm on. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I make oh. a suggestion, though? No. I mean, <laughs> yes. not not really, because that is the most intense way of metagaming, I think. Well, it's so, more because I'm not sure if Maxine knows the rules very well. Uh, in that sense, I just want to... If it's okay, recall knowledge is a single action. You're trained in the occult uh, skill, I think. Maybe use that. Have a quick look. Um, I do not... I'm. Can I recall in Arcana? <laughs> I mean, um, because these are uh, a ghost is an undead creature. That would be an, indeed an occult check, as yeah. uh, Charlie said it to to know something about that sort of things. Uh, religion would also suffice. No, I am as a religious as uh, myself. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm afraid I cannot help in this. I'm a simple farmer who eats. Oh. All right. And farms. <laughs> are you vegetarian? Do you eat rats? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's continue the combat. Hola. Uh, no and no. Uh, yes, no and no. Yeah, no, no. Yes, no and no. <laughs> Hola. What do um, you do? Well, uh, first I, I have a question. Did, did we ever uh, uh, take time to heal? No. No. You, no? Haven't, uh, you haven't taken time yet to. Uh, I'm to fucked actually... too, but I think you're more fucked than I am. So. Use I have nine hit points. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. How far away is she? <laughs> Right now, 40 feet or so. What? Wait, I'm at okay. 4 HP. Does that mean that this combat, I can be the tank? Well, you can try. You Keep can most certainly try, you little bitch. <laughs> it's my mom's birthday. Can we have one stream without the whole tank debacle? Please? No, we tank. cannot. Okay. I have fired not until I hear people <laughs> say that I am indeed the tank. As the official tank, I would like to, uh, <laughs> to not talk about this further. So, uh... as the tank, I'm going to take my turn now, and um, <laughs> I I am going to... Can I... I don't want to go... I'm just ah. scream. I quit life. <laughs> no! I'm out. I'm gone. You, I don't know, Matt. If you... It, it's no! a very dark thing. If you commit suicide on the stream, I won't say I like it. But on no, the other hand, it probably though. will get us... Yeah, a lot of yeah. views. So... I'm 3070 on it in favor of the suicide. No, <laughs> Olam. I'm going what do you to. Do? Um, I'm so not ready for this. I have this thing, that, this new spell that I chose to do. Ra inner Radiant Torrent. Inner, inner oh, yeah. Radiant Torrent. And I'm just going to do that for two rounds. Oh. So. Yeah, the big one. You're gonna come like charge up for uh, yeah. one full. Okay, 
So, so if as... you know, if there's something going to happen that I shouldn't attack her, I can just she can move or something. Like I'm yeah, you can yeah. just stop the. Uh, okay, so right now, all of the red and yellow and orange starlight that you had seen just a few moments before you now almost seem to pluck those energies from the very sky and the rest of you can see that this time the uh the previous burst of light energy that olam was uh pulled pulling out of her uh very existence was this deep white hot coloration but now it seems that from different places different swirls of orange yellow and red now begin to coalesce into this passionate bolt of radiant energy but for now she is just still keeping it in her hands and charging it up for an entire round um at this moment we do have tarush because um uh, with a seven that oh no, wait no the uh the ghost is actually first with uh, an 11 um so it slowly begins to just walk forward and eventually uh, edge as you are still like holding on to Crowen, you feel this <sighs> deep coldness within your being as you see coming from your face the hand of this ghost as it pushes through you not even recognizing or realizing that you are there and it puts its hand on Crowen and with its last action that it has left it is just going to ask why? wait that bitch walked 50 feet within floated of course <laughs> Right. And then with the last action, uh, it basically asks why, and as this one question like reverberates why? throughout the air, um, I need all of you to go ahead and make me a will save. No. Be good enough. Only, but only if you are alive. So if you feel dead inside, <laughs> for reasons then. Uh... Always. Me or Olam? <laughs> Olam, I'm afraid. No. God damn it. Twenty-four. <laughs> 24? And my nice. will save isn't that high. She's doing so much better, guys. 19, and my will save is pretty high. That's, Fail, a, that's oh! a solid 15 for me. Apnico Jambolts, baby. 16 for me. Yo. Also a fail for uh, for Crowen. Uh, the 13. <laughs> 13, all fails, except for Edge. Edge, this cold only seems to invigorate the devilish heat within you and as this bitch asked the question why you are basically standing like i'm trying to get to the fucking answer as you are still I'm from the north road. bitch get your hand out of my face literally <laughs> um but the rest of you are frightened too as this like lamentful question just reverberates your very souls uh, at which moment we do indeed get to Tarush. Um, alright, Frightened. I just want to make sure it also applies to skill checks. I think it does. Yeah. All your checks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so first action, because, you know, you fuck the universe. Uh, first action, I sustain the locate spell. Um, yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second action, I recall knowledge on this creature. 
um, whatever it might be. Is it a ghost? Is it, uh, I, I know, like a sea white? I, I know. I, I want to roll occultism on it. I will. Go ahead and roll me an occultism check. I was like, am I going to use uh, assurance to get that 10, or am I going to roll? I was like, I'm going to roll, and I got a 10. So that's a 19. 19. 19 is the exact DC that you need for what seems to be some sort of... Should have used assurance. <laughs> um, there, are, there are many different, uh, like versions of these sorts of creatures but what you uh, at least learn are like a couple of the basics uh, about like ghosts or specters or whatever um, like uh, negative healing so because they are creatures of negative energy they actually are damaged by what would normally heal us and so for example like the harm spell would heal them and the heal spell would harm them uh, very vague I know um, and of course like because it is a uh, incorporeal creature, it has immunities to a lot of different things like uh, precision damage, poison, paralyzed disease, all that sort of stuff. So you would actually need um, like uh, a weapon that is specifically made to damage these sorts of creatures, like the ghost touch thing that it has. But other than that, these spectral creatures are at least resistant against a lot of different forms of damage. Okay. So, uh, physical damage, you mean specifically, right? Um, pretty much everything. Like, oh. uh, flames also go through them. Electricity also goes through them. Just a little bit. Like, you know that basically because all, all different kinds of damage, except force damage, all carry something of a physical nature with them. Like, acid also needs to, like, apply itself to the skin, etc., etc., etc. Well. So, so Tarush finds a very shorthand way to try and relay this to the rest of the pack. Uh, screaming. Uh, screaming. This is a ghost. Physical things will do very little to it. Think like we're trying to hurt Olam. <laughs> Emotional damage. Emotional damage. No, I, 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 love, I love how he used at least one second of his six seconds to say this is a ghost. I think we all know it's a ghost, Tarush. Tarush is like in a Scooby-Doo movie. He's like, ghost. Try to use force damage and don't do physical things. That's 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 also from Scooby-Doo. Did you say the thing about the healing? Hurting them? Also, so... Uh, positive energy to hurt them. Negative, avoid it. Use your little words. <laughs> yeah, too late. Those, those are my six say, seconds. I will say, yeah, that those are the six seconds. But I will say, you guys are strong enough, uh, strong enough, smart enough to understand what he tried to, uh, to tell all of you. Um, then I have one more action, which is, I know, man. I guess I will use shield. Um, so Tarush, he's holding up his staff. He's frustrated. He wants to do so many things, but he's his hand, his left hand is shaking, uh, trying to sustain the locate spell. And again, another wave of um, not quite invisible energy pours out, but this time it leaves behind a telekinetic shield around Tarush. Very well. At least protecting you a little bit. As uh, the first round of combat is over, and um, Crowen, I need you to go ahead and make me another will save to see if you can actually do something uh, this time. Is 18 enough? 18 will be enough. 
okay. as right now you at least find your composure. You were still frightened too, but okay. uh, go ahead and roll me a, a perception check real quick to see what... Um... That would be at 19 with the perception. 19? Alright, so that will be your place in the initiative order. Edge, you had 19 as well, I think. Wait, no? 18? 22. Oh, 20. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, I, mean, I think Jack, Jack, Jack had a 19. Yeah. I had a 15, even. Oh, 15. Excuse me. And right, so... there is an artifact thing happening as well. Oh, more artifact. Uh, a heal on Olam. Ah, very nice. All right, so Olam, as you are still feeling pretty hurt by all of this, we are at level three. So a nice little burst of healing artifact energy heals you for a total of 10. 10 hit points go to you. That's more than she had! Yeah! More than, doubled. Yeah. More than doubled! Very nice. Alright, so, um, with that, Edge, you still feel this spectral lady literally with her hand in your face. What do you do? Um, well, she's a ghost. She went right through me, so I assume I can't, like, grab her wrist or anything. As you try to grab her wrist, you do feel like a little bit of um, of resistance, and you do feel that there is a little bit like push over there. But still, after you like squeeze a little bit, your hand goes through. Waste you of can... your first action. What do you do next? <laughs> no, but you, you I, can interact I don't with know. this creature. Just I don't know if this is gonna work, but I do have a potion of minor healing, mm. which needs to be ingested. But she probably can't because she's a ghost, so I'm a, a... For my second action, take out that potion of my minor healing and... No, this is your first action. Okay, so first action, take out the minor healing on cork. Turn around. Um, and at first, just like, throw a little bit in her face, but not all of it. I like it. Um, as you do so, a couple of drops, like, go into a very like and seems to burn away a little bit of her actual skin, and she seems to, like, <gasps> also react to it. All right, then I'm going to dump the rest of that file on there, too. Very well. All right, so go ahead and roll me a d8, I think, for the healing potion. I'm not sure. It's a minor one. Let me check the F. I think that's a d8. Yeah, the minor healing potions we have is a 1d8. Okay. Period. That's the diamond one. Two. Aww. Right, so, so with that, her first, like, almost calm demeanor of this spectral entity is abruptly changed as you get, like, the potion out of and just douse it over her being. With that, the hand retracts from Crowen's face. <gasps> you too. And it now gazes in your direction, Edge, and seems to be very much agitated. You see the tethered robes of red and blue begin to billow forward as the uh, broken off piece of the staff begins to sparkle and begins to almost like pulse with energies once more. Okay. Come at me, bitch. So I have this thing when we leveled up. Uh, mystic strikes. Focusing your will into your physical attacks imbues them with mystical energy. Your unarmed attacks become magical, allowing them to get past Ooh. resistances to non-magical attacks. 
All so right. I'm going to use that and uh, bop bop flurry of blows. Okay, very nice. Uh, first one does not hit. That's a three on the die. Second one is not much better. That's an 18 total. Um, excuse me. One, one more time. The first one did not hit. That was a three mm-hmm. on the on the die for mm-hmm. a total of 12. No hits. No, and the second one was an 18. 18 still misses, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, so I didn't roll very well. It does seem that like, your hands with the mystical energies do indeed help with actually like targeting this ghost. Um, still not as easy as you thought it would be. And now that it is... Um, like alarmed to your hostile presence, it just like <laughs> floats away and actually goes up a little bit and then slowly, daintily drops back down to the floor in front of you. Uh, Crowen. that's yeah, that's all for me yeah. then. Crowen, as you are like together with this ghost, also like retracting itself from you, um, Edge and its turning it into combat, you snap back to reality, and your turn is yours. Okay. I think first things first, he's gonna say this isn't right. You shouldn't be there. Here. You shouldn't be that. This this isn't right. This is He's just gonna keep re- this isn't. And he's gonna <laughs> try to right the situation the best he can with his silver mace and basically just uh, hit uh, the ghost. Alright, so go ahead and make your attack rolls. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, 23 total. 23 hits. Okay, so um, Edge is already on in contact, but it's immune to, to precision damage, right? It is immune to precision damage, indeed. Even with a, uh, with a ghost touch mage. Okay. Uh, then that's 10 damage. 10 points of damage. All right. As Crowan steps up with final judgment in his hands and where the ghost, like, easily deluded you, his mace seems to strike through as if it was a actual physical being being hit as the ghost moves to the side a little bit and you can actually, as the impact hits the side of this ghost, you can hear the ribs crack and her already tethered form crunches over even further. And this time, her breathing actually gets a little bit more raspy as her lungs are probably perforated by this blow. And for your last action, Crohn? Uh... Oh wait, it was a 21, by the way, because I was frightened. I forgot about that okay. one. Okay, oh, still hits though. Okay. Uh, I have little chance of actually hitting her next. Uh, I'm gonna try... Um, Crohn is going to revert to his most primal self and going to try to intimidate the ghost. (laughs) And goes, uh, If you know what's good for you, sleep again. Very well, go ahead and make an intimidation check. And this very unconvincing shout is roll, I do roll a 20. So, a 20? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's successful, just that's a 30 in total. 30 total, holy shit. Oh, a natural 20. Yeah. Oh, natural 20. Yeah. All right, so with that, as you shout these words, Crone, you see a, a glimpse of remembrance in her eyes, and she, like, shudders back at your sight, 
The ghost now slowly drifting back away from you, seemingly almost like shrinking in place. Hell yeah, so uh, the ghost is frightened too. Yes! Okay. With that being said, Jack. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking... Um, Jack should probably notice, but I forgot it for a second. But things with with a will save, do they affect this ghost? Or... I mean, probably. Like, it seems to be at least a conscious being. Yeah, in that case, it, it's I, mostly uh, in that case, to, I, uh, to fortitude related things, at the very least. In that case, I stand with uh, Groen and I cast Sleep. Because <laughs> they should probably go back to sleep. So, uh, Very well. that's a will save. It's a will save. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so that will be a 10. Total? A 10. Total 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a failure. The creature falls unconscious. It's still If it's still unconscious after one minute, uh, it wakes up automatically. Ah, uh, okay. So... For the sake of this, together with like the uh, mental blow that it already got from Crowen, technically ghosts are immune to being unconscious, but together with your added efforts, both Edge like dousing the creature in uh, holy magical healing fluids, Crowen giving it a good slap with final judgment, and you now also pouring your arcane might out over it, you see that this spectral form, already frightened by the whole situation, just slowly caves in and begins to drift out and back into the water where it just disappears out into nothingness while still whispering Crowan's name over and over and over until it is synonymous with the waves slowly washing ashore. As all of the guards with weapons drawn just look at it and go what the hell was that was that was that part of the sergeant's ruse and that's where we will take our little break for this evening okay so in character i was gonna say what the fuck crowen um so instead because we're taking our break i will say out of character what the fuck vincent Why'd you have to kill a woman? You know bitches come back to haunt you. You have literal <laughs> skeletons in your closet. <laughs> no, that was I mean, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. We'll have to see how that goes. For now, yeah. we will take a short break. We'll be back in 15 minutes where we uh, continue the, um, well, ghost, comma, hunting. And uh, hopefully we will be able to find Uther and um, see if we can get some information out of Dante as well. Oh, yeah. So, so, see you guys in a bit. Bye. Bye. And we're back. So... To quickly jump into where we last left off. Our heroes, known as the Pack, had come to a island of the Silver Sentinels, the local guards, to apprehend one of the corrupt lieutenants within their ranks, Dante Corsell. 
This is what they did last episode. Because as of this episode, our entire stream was basically hijacked by a Munra, who, using both llama points and money alike, uh, decided that instead we would focus on both Crone and Olam this episode, um, as uh, a story beat for each of them was um, bought and used. Olam, a black, sparkling galaxy panther who had been set on this earth by her goddess Saloon, seemingly had also found some interesting other parties, namely the actual starry sky itself. This evening it seemed that the stars called out to Olam, and after finding her way towards a group of stars that seemed very nice to her, Olam dubbed this one cluster within a red, orange, and yellow nebulae and has now seemingly found another entity, group, thing, which offers her guidance and asks her to guide. And next to this, as you are trying to apprehend another corrupt guard who is trying to escape the island, at the very docks of this island, from the water came a almost literal skeleton from Crowen's closet as a spectral ghostly appearance of a human woman appeared and lamented Crowen asking why over and over before being burst and dealt with by the rest of the party members. While this is going on the other corrupt guard named Uther is still on the loose, probably trying to find a way off this island, or perhaps he has already left, while a couple of other guards now aligned with you are looking at all of you very questionably about what the hell this ghost was that just appeared and needed to be dealt with, as well as what to do next. So without further ado, pack members, as you stand here on the shore of the harbor of this island and as you heave and ho after having to dispatch a ghost what would you like to do crowen and tarush puts his staff down to focus his energies on the locate spell um, really trying hard not to lose that focus what are the names of the 11 this is important right now I don't know. Well, if we are going to be attacked every time, I think it's important, yes. Sir, after taking time to compose himself, Crowley is going, uh, this can't be, this can't be good. It, it must be someone trying to rattle me. I believe it, it's, why now? Why? And then he looks at his mace and he's like, okay. And it's just, he goes, okay, so. Not long after he found the mace meant to basically destroy ghosts, there's a ghost attacking him. Is this linked? Is this fate? Is this... He's confused. He... I'm not sure. It... We 
can't do anything about it now. Let's just find the, sur- the sergeant. Yes, find the sergeant first. We'll talk about this later. For once, Edge and I find ourselves agreeing. Uther, Don't worry, I won't is... make a habit of it. Yes. I think it stinks as well. And we move on, I guess. Yeah. To the Bellfriar Bastard. Before <laughs> we do walk on, I'm just gonna like put my hand on Crowan's shoulder and give him this look like you okay though? I'll be fine. But if you look at his face, he won't be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Not, that's not that's all bad. Edge needs to know right now, and for <laughs> the rest of the night, Edge is gonna keep one eye on Crowan. Mm-hmm. Like like a chameleon, like yeah, like <laughs> like crossing your eyes, but the other way. <laughs> <laughs> <Just look. laughs> uh, yeah. So the plan was, from what I understood, just to recap, we were gonna basically go around the perimeter of the island. And we're going to, if we don't find him, we're going to go slowly inwards, spiral-like, until we find, uh, right? Uh, Just just for, because Vauter will ask, do we go clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise, counterclockwise is uh, bad luck. Well, or maybe, okay, this is going to sound bad, but... How about we make two groups and one goes clockwise and the other one goes counterclockwise? Well, and then we meet each other so often. I, I mean, that would make sense in most cases, but I do have the locate spell. So if he's anywhere nearby, I immediately sense it. Yeah, also, that's, that's true. Also, uh, the locate spell technically only targets an object, uh, not a person per se. So, um, what kind of object of Uther are you? Uh, targeting or searching for it's lying ass his <laughs> i love how maxime is always like a man of few words and you know there is some interaction but when he speaks damn yeah. king of sass i bow down before you <laughs> i was i was gonna go with um, so I remember he had a pretty unique weapon. Is that correct? Um, a warhammer? No, he, he just had a long sword and oh. a sh- oh wait, yes, indeed, he had a uh, he had a warhammer and uh, and a shield. Didn't seem all that um, uh, special to you. Um, you would have recognized the shape and form of both the shield and the warhammer as a simple like silver sentinel attire that, that other guards also could use. Um, You did see, however, that because he is a sergeant, the armor set that he was wearing was a little bit more ornate. Um, Like, you you guys have been leering at each other for quite a while. For example, you could also uh, try to target, like, a specific part of his armor set. I I was thinking he had a pretty unique-looking beard. Beard is not an object, though, but yeah, definitely something he can't just throw away, like a part of his armor that's going to take him a while to take off. Like something like a badge or something, a hi, I am, how can I help you? Like his name tag. Yeah. That would would, be would, would, something that every time. Yeah, in, in, in that case, I say we go for the sergeant's armor. 
um, because we know where the other sergeant on this island would be. So that would make sense. And I don't know if anyone were... objects. Then we have to steer clear of the other sergeants, I guess, then. Yeah, in total, in total, there would be three sergeants on the island right now. One that had, like, a magic duty, another one that was in charge of the uh, the warehouse, and then Uther himself. So, as you know, the location of the other two, you, you ask around, and Joshua, one of the guards that is now escorting you, also goes, no, those armor sets should be the only ones here. I mean, we don't want people to run around in, uh, like... Sergeant's armor. Yeah, like passing themselves off as ranks that they're higher than they actually are. Tarush so looks we... down at his own armor. Yeah. <laughs> looks back up. <laughs> so we know where the other two are. So whenever you get the third ping, then that is the one that we're chasing. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, go that way, I guess. I think that's our most... Uh, like, I... Can I make a like a retroactive perception check to see if there maybe was anything unique unique about the Warhammer or the shield? Maybe like even maybe he carved uh, his victims into it, you know, just a little tally or or maybe there was a little signature on there you or a name try, tag. This will be a very, very difficult check. I, I, I feel like it's worth it just to make the search a bit easier. Go ahead and make a perception well, two natural ones, now an 18. Uh, 24. 24. I will say that it'll still be too difficult to uh, to ascertain. You were like in a heated conversation with this man uh, to figure out what the hell was going on. Like, fair enough. Simple scratches and stuff. Like, do you do you remember what exact scratches are on your bike as of this moment? I don't. No, that's 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 totally fair. All right, then Sergeant's armor it is. Right. So with that, you together with the other guards, uh, the guards quickly get some torchlight to basically like scan the entirety. So at a uh, a nine man total party, you begin to clockwise just like beam over the entirety of the island. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as you begin to walk around this elongated island, eventually you find yourself at the very, very back of the island where the actual keep is situated, where you still have like a small little stretch of land where you can walk around before a um, pretty steep cliffside overgrown with like uh, bushes and small trees completely blocks all view over there. And as you begin to walk around that edge, um, Tarush, you feel on your radar bleeping from like beneath there within the shrubbery, um, like close to the water side, you hear, or yeah, like you, you sense that the armor set that you are looking for is right over there. So, so right now you are like on a cliff side and basically like 30, 40 feet down like a steep slope completely overgrown with vegetation, you uh, you find the armor set. Okay, so out of character, this is a trap. In character, <laughs> Tarush is... Um, so I, like, there's a piece of shrubbery that I see off in the distance that I think the armor set would be. 
Well, so basically, you have like a, a cliffside, which mm -hmm. is uh, like longer than the keep itself, because like this keep was situated here on this island. So basically, the entire island, like at the harbor, begins right over here, and then it begins to slowly creep up yeah. all the way to the back where you have the keep. And then here you have like basically a cliffside for like, I'd say yeah. like 60 feet downward until you like touch the water again. And that cliffside is completely overgrown. Okay. Um, so as, and, and we're on top of the cliff yeah. side then. Yeah, right I now see. you are like walking all the way to the back of the keep. The keep would be situated here. You have like a small path to the back. And there, somewhere within that shrubbery, you find the bleep of your, uh, your locate spell. All right. So as we approach, I hold up my finger to my mouth to make a little bit of a shh signal. Not the stars, but, and, uh... <laughs> And I point my staff at there, and I use, I hold up my hand, and I use pre press digitation to kind of uh, give a uh, cosmetic effect to the spell I was already having, so that the rest of the party can see exactly what I'm sensing. It, it's basically an arrow pointing exactly towards the oh, shrubbery. Um, fun fact. Presentation does not allow you to make any illusion at all in Pathfinder Second Edition. That's oh, yeah. oh, that is my bad. In that case, I just point. Fair enough. I point my staff towards it. I make like a signal. I point at it. Again, I put my finger to my mouth, and I whisper. That's where the armor is. I say we put lights upon it. And then rain fire. You said that the cliffside was completely overgrown with vegetation? Mm hmm Would I be able to use that to climb down silently? Um, possibly. Like, there are more than enough handholds, at the very least. But right now, um, I will say, all of you go ahead and make me a perception check. As you, like, walk closer and Tarush gets into a position that he can easily point to the actual space. Because, of course, you already, like, see the bleep as you are still 500 feet away. As it comes, like, in the very edge of your uh, locate spell. It, I, I, I love it how, throughout two campaigns, I keep rolling terribly on perception. Nine. <laughs> Eleven. 11, 12, 20, 20, 17, 17. Okay, I guess I'll not even ask for Um <laughs> Jack, no, Olam, nine, nine. You... Oh, nine. All right. Still though, Jack, Olam, as you walk uh, towards this place and Tarush like points it out, you do find that um, at one point you see a couple of like skid marks on the ground where like the grass makes way for a little bit of a dirt trail that turns into this vegetation and as you follow like the dirt trail you see that perhaps there is like a path through the vegetation that you could easy more easily climb through perhaps towards that very armor set Wouter, you need to eat i need to eat maxim too i have i shall a eat once again <laughs> There Have you eaten, Charles? Charlie does not eat Ian Hills. 
You're Thank muted, you for the babe. Boy. My nuts are gobbled up deliciously. I have these uh, knockoff uh, chips. <laughs> what? They look just like the originals, though. Ah, oh, nice. How did they taste like Tony? Well, is is someone like pointing something out? I, Otherwise, I I'm going just gonna to make... try to start climbing I wanna... towards the bush. <laughs> I want to make the the follow me gesture and go go there. Yeah, I will follow uh, Olam in a very sneakly manner with my hands up high and then like on my tippy toes. All right, so you guys want to uh, start like stealthily climbing down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Taru stays oh, up on the uh, edge of the cliff, uh, maintaining his spell. I honestly, like, I don't want to risk falling down and losing the sustaining. If he left mm. his armor behind, if if some other sergeant is taking a shit there, I don't know. But I don't want to lose the sustaining, so I, I stay up there. Do you oh, have a levitate in case you need to come down faster? I don't. No, no, that is way beyond my pay grade. But I, I do have reach spell, so mm. I, I could okay. hopefully maybe do some things. As this uh, is going on, like all of the guards now also realize, like, oh, a little bit sneaky. So the four guards with you all like come closer for a moment, and they just like ready their crossbows, like still put up or like. Uh, slightly down, not like because they don't really have a target, not like pointed anywhere, but they are at the ready and just like nod to the rest of you. Basically, at your beck and call, you have a, a volley of crossbow bolts. Wait. Alright, so uh, with that, I would like uh, the rest of you then. Crowan, what are you doing? Are you also uh, going to stealth down or are you still a little bit flabbergasted after the ghost? Uh... Uh, I'm still pretty, uh, pretty, pretty shocked, but I'm just going to follow Lam's lead on that one. Very well. Then um, everyone except for uh, Tarush, by the way, Lyra also just stays up here, um, can go ahead and make me a stealth check first. Ten. 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 All right. Twelve. I'm going to use my hero point because that wasn't very good. One of the two. You even have two. One of the two. It's not very smart to open your tippy toes. That's a 13. <laughs> Okay, so we have a 10, a 12, a 13, and a... That's cocked. And a cock. That is not <laughs> better. I can't use two hero points for the same nope. roll, right? Take no. higher, though. Uh, 10, 12, 13, and... Uh, 14. 10, 12, 13, 14. That's a nice little stepping stool all the way up. All right, so with that, each and every one of you slowly begins to, as silently as you can, try to get through all of the foliage in the underbrush. So basically you have a thick layer of bushes just completely covering it with here and there some trees like sticking out for like two or three more feet. And as you try to be stealthy, the first couple of feet go pretty okay, but after that each and every one of you keeps having these points where your foot like gets stuck on a little vine and like little bits of sound emanate each and every time. Would that but, be drowned out by the crashing of waves nearby, maybe? 
a little bit, a little bit. Like you are, you guys are stealthy. Like you are still stealthing, but you do realize that you guys are making some sound which you would hope you would not have to make. Um, also, just real quick, uh, each and every one of you, athletics checks because you are technically climbing. Sure. Now I roll decent. Fuck. Oh, 20. Uh, twenty-two. You're good. Nat's twenty, apparently. <laughs> Very good. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So climbing is not an issue whatsoever, and you slowly begin to make your way down this path. And indeed, you can see that here the foliage is pushed aside a little bit more easy. Different trees give you nice little hand reaches for you, and as you slowly get further and further downward. Um, I also need Edge to go ahead and make me a perception check as you were leading this charge. 21. 21. As you get closer and closer, you like peer down here and again, and eventually something catches your eye in one of the trees that is just above you as a twinkling of starlight shouldn't reflect off a tree and you gaze upward and there you can see put together in a familiar pattern a bunch of indigo crystal pieces in a small sack with a rope tied down and around where you are heading as a small little crystal trap is laid there you have seen these things before in the sewer systems put there by the scum can I use my lightning to trigger it beforehand? Well, you're stealthing. You could you could try to do so, and like uh, with a a decent attack roll, you should be able to just burn away the rope and let the uh, trap trigger prematurely. But indeed, that would also make some noise. Right now, this is like you can't really see all the way down yet. It's like still 15 feet, and the foliage is pretty thick all around but you don't see any movement with your 21 of perception. Okay. Do I see where the rope is going? Like where we would trigger it? Yeah, like somewhere in the foliage, in, okay. in basically the five foot square in front of you. Right. Somewhere over there. And you can see like from the foliage, like this small piece of like um, seaweed made rope that the scum had made that then goes like around one of the branches and coalesces into this small bag of crystals okay. that reflect the starlight. I will uh, use a hand to tap Olam on the foot or shoulder wherever position she is and like point towards it and then point down and suggest uh, a different path. Can we not like disable this? Like do something to disconnect the bag from the rope and then just well, either that. way, the crystals are gonna fall, and we're to make a lot of noise. Yeah. Can we just step over the, uh, the rope and avoid the, the trap? Well, right now we're still climbing down the cliff. Oh. Okay. And I can I can see where the rope is leading, but I can't 100% see the trigger point yet. Right now, just kind of like it's if you have probably over there. Yeah. If you would have some tools, you for example, because the rope goes up a tree you could like snap the rope but affix it to somewhere else so if you would have like just like a bladed uh weapon or something you would could monkey teeth do it, it? 
Mm, they might very well. All right. Because my backpack is full of stolen shit. <laughs> and silverware. <laughs> um, Nox has been on my shoulder, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna tell him to bite the rope, tie it are somewhere you, else. Are you gonna ask the imp within? No, I'm asking Nox because I can command him. Very well. He is my familiar. That imp is staying in the subconscious. <laughs> As, as like a cat ready to pounce, he wiggles his butt a little bit, as you can feel like his uh, his back feet just perch itself a little bit more steadily on your shoulder, and then like from branch to branch, he's there, climbs down, almost loses the rope, but he holds on to it dearly, and then he does like, he does like, gaze towards you like, little help please <laughs> as the rope and the, the crystal is pretty heavy for the small monkey so you quickly like get the rope and like just tie it to a loose branch and the trap is disarmed. Okay, good boy you're getting so many nuts tonight you're doing so well <sighs> and then I guess we continue. Very well all right, so yeah, I, I'm just thinking like now that we're climbing, <laughs> I probably can't reach the treats. No, it's like you could try. But he'll but get them to, later. You basically have to because there are a lot of handholds because of all of the foliage. So you could probably like like perch yourself to a tree for a moment and grab in one of your uh, bags. Yeah, then like then something. I'll then I'll do that. I'll give him some treats and kisses too. <laughs> so with that, another five foot square downward, another couple of feet down. And then you can see that the foliage like ends 10 feet onward. And you can see that there is basically like a, a very miniature quote unquote bay over there. Like the entire cliffside just continues around, but there seems to be like one semicircle been cut out of it. You don't know what's in there because like the foliage still cuts off your your vision but you can see like 10 feet further onward there's seemingly like like a, a chunk out of the cliffside with the foliage and all of it leading towards where you believe to be the uh, the armor set somewhere around there i'm gonna i'm gonna just look up real quick and check that tarush is still pointing at the same bit Right now, from where you are, you can't see Tarush pointing. Okay. Yeah, but you know mentally, you know mentally, spiritually, ethically, and morally, Tarush I mean, says, burn it all down. And it's not like a, a huge-ass travel all the way down. You, you're pretty certain that around this area, maybe five feet to the left, maybe five feet to the right, but somewhere here was the place where Tarush was born. Okay. Then... Yeah. I would like to make a perception check to see if I see anything. Now that we're closer to the target. Can we aid on this? Oh, uh, let's let's just go for another roll of perception checks all around. Yeah, that fucking sucks. That's another 11. 11. It's the second time I rolled a 4 on a perception check. It's stupid. 23! 24! That's a 19 for me. 19, alright. So, Edge, still transfixed on whatever danger might be in the immediate vicinity, the rest of your party members also slowly begin to climb Nox's down. Nox's tail is in my face, I'm like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he's, he's enjoying those nuts so much, but he's also getting a little bit obnoxious. 
with it. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you very much. Um, And um, together with the perceptions of your companions, you realize that it's awfully empty and quiet here. So you slowly take a couple of steps down and you find a number of things. Um, First off, with uh, your perception checks, Olam, your cat-like nose seems to uh, remember what it was like to venture through the sewer systems and you smell indeed together with the webbed feet prints in like the mud where the cliffside enters into the water you see that scum were here not too long ago and next to that you see that this alcove seemed to be just large enough to have a small skiff if you will like a small rowboat here at the ready what you can also find is that like half buried in the ground opened up completely empty lays a chest and you find a wooden uh stake if you will like in the ground still with a piece of rope uh tied to it now just dangling loose in the water where one could have attached said boat There's, a gonna... There's another boat. No, no, there, there, it's, there seemed to be, like, in this small alcove, what I described to you, seemed yeah. to be large enough to hold, like, a small rowboat. It used to be there. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you see in the immediate vicinity. But for the sake of this, I will say, um, as you take a couple of steps further, you find the uh, guard outfit and um, shield and mace discarded on a pile next to what seems to be a now completely abandoned small encampment of uh, a couple of scum. Uh, Looking at the different footfalls, there were probably like between two and six uh, just staying here. You can see uh, what would be akin to half-eaten rations for them. Um, And you have seen that like the other different people, uh, people of interest, Vermilion had a entrance for the scum and actually ambushed you in the middle of the night. Lyra had a uh, direct connection to a waterway where the scum could get in. And now it seems that Dante and apparently someone who was deep enough in league with him to know about the scum also had here on the cliffside a nice little alcove from which they could get scum up into the keep. Alone, you can send messages, yes? Only if I can see them. Within 30 feet, I believe. So that's basically Uh, just like whispering to the other side of the room, not like sending a message all the way to to someone far away. But, uh, wait, you said not too long ago, right? Yeah. How fast does a robo go? I meant to let the people on the top of the cliff know what Well, but I can see them. You can shout. Alright. I'll, 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 I'll shout, they're not here, calm down! But, uh, how, how fast does a robo go? Um, well... Depending off, on how fast uh, you're rowing? First off, if you want to know those sorts of things, go ahead and make me a uh, survival check to ascertain... Like, this is, this is something with your high perceptions, because all three of you had pretty high perceptions. This is something that you figure out by just walking around and taking a look. I, I can send a message uh, upstairs. Uh, a message can trip as 120 feet, I believe. Oh! Yeah. 
then instead of shouting, I'm gonna do that because yeah. they might still be within earshot, and if they know they're gonna be followed, they're gonna, yeah, pick up the pace. But nine on survival, hard to say any details as of this end right now. What so what what do you message, Jack? Um, sorry, he, he dipped. <laughs> no, um, found encampment, rowboat missing. Empty. Armor taken off. Armor armor discarded. Uh, no one. Dot. Okay. Okay, so yeah. imagine if I would do widen spell and moonbeam, would I be able to hit a boat? You have to know where the boat is, right? Well, is I can just a... try to shoot it in a line and see what happens. Is this a <laughs> philosophical or a metaphysical question? <laughs> as you as you gaze out over the waters, um, and the waves here are are pretty steep now and again. Like it's like a difference of like half a meter down and then half a meter up again. Um, you gaze over the open water, and with the moon and starlight, you're pretty certain that within the range of your moonbeam, there are no boats. But my moon is 120 feet, and I would use widen spell, so that's... That would be, uh, 36 More. meters. Oh, no, wait, yeah. Yeah, 36 meters would be 120 feet. Within 36 meters of you, there there's no boat on the open water. I think he's gone. And... 130 <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll rest my case. It's that fine. changes things. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. 16 uh, boats appear. Which one do you choose? Every one of them. I guess I won't do that. Well, that's it. <laughs> I guess we'll, we can just go back as well, right? They don't really have to come here because... Going is not very comfortable with staying close to water for some reason. <laughs> and uh, mm. starts climbing back up. I'd like to to rummage through the, whatever they left behind at the encampment just to see if maybe they left something behind. Uh, I'd like to help. Survival help? or perception check? Perception's much better. So. Mm. Well, Ooh, that's a... Natural 18 plus 7 is 25. 25, alright. See if Olam can make it a 26 or even a 27. Can I choose if I use perception or. Oh, it's the same. Never mind. <laughs> that's <a> t <laughs> 26. 26, alright. So that's a plus one to you, uh, Edge. Okay. <laughs> alright, so as you guys begin to rummage through this small encampment, um, you find not like objects of interest. It seems that uh, whatever was here of interest has been picked clean, but you do begin to realize that this place was not just something that was occupied like right now. This has been an ongoing endeavor. And as you uh, begin to rummage through, you uh, find discarded in the bushes a uh, another set of clothing that got uh, a little bit muddy um, that are just like thrown out there, no longer necessary, it seems. Um, with like simple dark fabrics to 
Just London. Perhaps. Okay, so I have a question. Um, does the Silver Sentinel have fireworks that happen to spell out two naked people trying to get across the canal? Capture them. Uh, <laughs> two naked people? Well, they both... There are apparently two people. There was the people. sergeant, and then there was scum. Yeah, but there's another set of clothing. There's that another set of clothing discarded. that is discarded in the bushes. Yeah. You. No, so, so the sergeant's armor and another set of clothing. Mm -hmm. That other set of clothing has probably been there a while. Do we know that for sure? I assume. Can I smell the clothing to see if if it? This matters for the fireworks well, that first I will up, set I'm off. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold say, the, the clothing to see if it still has some body warmth to it, and if it doesn't, I'm gonna smell it to see how long it's been here in the mud. It it smells a lot like the chest that you just found, and it has no body warmth on it. It's been here a well. while. Uh, but there was a sergeant that could use like sending right. Is that just a one-time thing, or can he do that more often? Because we can just ask him to send a sending. This was the only spell slot of 5th level or higher that he had left, I'm afraid. Like, this this was like the emergency sending that the Silver Sentinels had at the ready for exactly this. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait. Can I use my lore underworld to try and figure out what a safe place for people on the run would be nearby? Mm. What? Like, where would they go? Are they gonna go to a smuggler's hideout? Are they gonna go to a, a shady tavern? Right. Go ahead and make a uh, lore underworld check. <sighs> Fifteen? Fifteen. You have spent a couple of nights here already uh, talking to people, drinking with Zorel. Um, just getting a little bit of lay of the land, uh, also doing actual research in what the hell is going on over here. And together with that, together with the scum that apparently were here, it all points to the same direction, like the sewer system. Your artifact does things. <gasps> the artifact does things. What kind of things, I wonder. Excuse me, that was very <laughs> unladylike. So, uh, at first, um... Another nice little pulse of positive energy does venture your way, Edge. Just to, uh, let's say, take the edge off a little bit, huh? Nice. Uh, nice. Um, 13 hit points are Ooh, that's good. returned I love it. to you. Thank but in the you. same time, but in the same time, Tarush, in a somewhat similar manner as the, uh, the artifact had given you a wish spell and with it a vision of different things, the artifact now also whispers into your ear a calling of sorts, telling you that the Cerulean Circle has a job for you. It's not not as much in, in words as it's like a, a, a vision entering your mind, a piece of knowledge that is departed by the artifact to your person. Trush... Just for a second, a split second, releases the grasp on his staff. It almost falls down before he catches it again. He releases the spell, the locate spell. As he looks around, confused, 
where that came from. He looks down and he has some sort of realization. An inner thought. Was it his? Was it the artifacts? I'm actually not sure. But he seems to have a sense of, I don't know, ambition to this. Uh, 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 the, 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 the feign of a greater understanding of what's going on. But unfortunately, it's just... It's just a Nideko, I think, fucking with him. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we were talking about the 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 uh, lore underground thing. Would lore, I be yes. able to guess uh, fifteen? What I mean? yeah. yeah, and uh, we came to the conclusion that probably um, all the all the signs point together with the scum point towards that. Oh, right, towards the sewer system. Yes, right, 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 right. Sorry, that completely slipped my mind for a second. No worries. Um, I turn around to Olam, and I say, You're not going to like this. No, what are you going to do? We need to go to this. No, place. not normal water, no. Do we have to go with the boat first and then go to the sewers again? <laughs> Another ghost sound. <laughs> wow. As you hear, just echoing outside the range of all of you, you hear a, a pleasant but somehow also a little bit annoying female voice. Hi there. We're trying to reach you about your card's extended warranty. At which point, one of the guards with his crossbow up goes like, oh, crap, that's for me. And he puts the crossbow <laughs> down and walks off for a moment. Walks <laughs> off. God damn it. Bart, get back here. No, 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 no. This is important. This is important. <laughs> Bart, Bart has a cart that has Bart extended word. No. <laughs> I've got, uh, okay, Amunra, I love you, bro. You've been so interactive, but you keep, like... Taking my focus, which is already like a dangerous thing to do, someone with ADD, and I'm tired and slightly over. You're going hungover, to explain like... that I I don't have to do water things. Thank you. Yes, you may not have to do the water things because we might just be able to let the captain know that uh, bad people are in the sewers, and maybe just send a bunch of guards down there. That is a that is a nice one. I what? feel like you're, you are lying to me about that. That, that, that is a possibility, but okay. <laughs> we might also need to go to the sewers as soon as possible to make sure that they don't make a run for it again. But can we skip, like, skip one of the two? No, uh, no boat or no sewer? Well, we need to get to the mainland, so... It's definitely boat, going to be yeah. boat. And a sewer. And since the Rouge burned ours, I'm afraid we're going to have to use the... Okay, so I did some something that was like flying. Uh, can I do that instead of going on the boat? If, <laughs> if you, you can, can make you're... yourself fly, then yes, you can, you can go. DM. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. You can try. 
Like you, you can try to step forward and see if you float over the water. Yeah. Just go yeah, I want you to do this. You make it happen. <laughs> Take that step onto the water. No. See if you fly. <laughs> I'm being bullied. <laughs> no, you're not. You're bullying yourself. Just get in the damn oh. boat. Damn it! <laughs> you probably want to integrate Dante if he's uh, back to consciousness. All right, yeah, he is a thing. So I mean, we this... could split the party, but then we're breaking <laughs> rule number one. Like, okay, so just to be clear, there is no boat here, right? Yeah, yeah. There was no a there, no. there is a empty space. We don't have a boat. Moves. There was a boat here. No, but there no were a couple more. of rowboats yeah. on the other Horrible. side. Okay, okay. And the yeah, captain so... is coming on a boat. I hope. All right. So basically, what you guys are. I think trying to tell me is that this uh, trail has run cold, so you will climb back upward and join Tarush and Lyra and the rest of the guards. And what's next? Uh, I think Cohen's going to suggest interrogating the bastard Dante and uh, see what he knows. Very well. All right, so after you have scoured the island, investigated this, and you get yourself all the way back up to the actual keep. I will say that uh, in this time, as um, like one and a half hours have already passed with you waiting for um, the other sergeant to contact the captain and then walk up towards you, uh, getting down, investigating the island, fighting a ghost, etc, etc. Um, as you get up to the keep, you see walking upwards towards the keep as well, um, Bradley Quintessent, the captain of the Silver Sentinels here within Farwater. Um, he has a beautiful like uh, set of full plate armor on with extravagant pauldrons with different um, connotations of his status, a long cape behind him and a beautiful long sword sheathed on his side that he carries with him and behind him a group of uh, other silver sentinel guards all carrying torches as they walk up towards the keep as soon as you are actually trying to enter it and as he steps forward you can see like his scruff five o'clock shadow his silver white hair half long uh like waving in the wind as um like he is in a very both grim mood and grim light as he is only illuminated from the back of uh the torches as he steps forward pack members i would say good evening but it seems to be nothing but the sorts however can i ascertain that you have indeed apprehended dante yes where is he? I'm not sure if we moved him anywhere, but he's probably still at the keep. Um, the sergeant uh, took care of him, sir. Very well. Lead the way. And all of you are entering the keep and getting all the way to the... Uh... Wait, 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 wait. Shouldn't oh. we tell him about the guy on the run first? That sure. seems sure. a bit more of a pressing matter. Like, this, is, this is like, I am playing someone you guys are playing other people. 
<laughs> you play your part and tell me actually when you yeah. want to tell him stuff. I agree. Okay, uh, then, then I interject and stop him from going inside and go, actually, there's a sergeant on the run who is in cahoots uh, with the scam. We found an encampment down by the cliff. Um, they're probably very likely going to the sewers. I so you uh, should you should send people to the sewers. Fucking Either that or we are going to have to go now to make sure that he doesn't make a run for it again. It was the, the what was his uh, face, Yurt? Kurt? We have a we, Sergeant Uther. Uther. But an important question, do we think that he already came ashore in Farwater? Or is he maybe somewhere in the bay? We believe that he is currently in the water. They had a boat, from what I understand, that they used. I had hoped that the Silver Sentinel fleet would move back towards the Isle and intercept them. However, I do believe, Captain, that it is of the highest necessity that you signal to your comrades that they are to capture any and all boats coming in and out of the bay. So, um, for the sake of this, um, just to give you guys a little bit more of a feel of what is going on. <laughs> I just like this captain's like, hey, we're going to go in and, ah, everyone's screaming at me. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, he's he's um, not unknown to the chaos. All right, so to if we go to the battle map real quick. So we have like the Arisen Isle. Um, let me know when you have the battle map in view, uh, Charlie. Uh, getting there, and yes. Yeah, all right, so right here was where you guys found the encampment. The uh, actual fleet, because uh, to recap, the captain ordered a military exercise with the boats that were here in the harbor um, as part of a ruse to get everybody off the Arisen Isle so you guys could infiltrate it, right? So those would be way farther to the east right now. So if this guy would want to enter the sewer systems, I mean, it depends on where a, a good opening to the sewer system would be, but that could be anywhere along like this piece of the shore. So to get the fleet back or the ships back to uh, get in there and apprehend them, that would probably be really, really difficult. So like, what you're we... what you're saying is that there was absolutely less than zero need to burn that boat. I'm. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Yes, but we already agreed there was no point. But it seems now that there was even less than no point. Charlie. Because <laughs> the fleet is on the wrong side of the frickin' aisle. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm muting Ape and Crystal. <laughs> so, um, I think we all agree that uh, a new boat is not coming out of the party fund. <laughs> no, no, no. Darush is paying for that boat with his own no. money. Forget about uh, the boat for a moment. If we still have one of these fuckers on the loose right now, then that is a problem. Look, I do not know the sewer systems as the back of my hand, but I do know that there are a lot of sewer canals, uh, sewer tunnels that exit on all sides here. If he is with some scum, as you so said, then I don't know which kind of entrances they could use. Wait, How wait, long wait, ago wait. did they escape? 
How long ago did they escape? Uh, would 30 be like minutes? One, an hour? An hour. An hour. Would we be able to... No, the lake house is all the way on the other side, right? Say we pour oil down the sewer systems. Yeah, fuck off. I was gonna try and, and see if we could get Buddy. Maybe he would know what route they would take. The sewer system it, itself is more vast than to be filled with all of the oil in the entirety of the province, let alone in this city. Okay. Sewer system is a breathing organism in and of itself. If they found their way there, there will be a fucking manhunt all over again. Could you use your whatever deal you made with the various family to, I don't know, maybe close off sections of, of the sewers? You have made a deal with the various estate? It will not be in... It will not be in the... It, with the sense of urgency that we need it to happen. And yes, Captain, we did. In fact... And I look at the rest of the party, like... Questioningly, should I tell him? I don't think you should ever tell anybody that you asked the daddy of the person you just murdered to be your daddy now. But that's the thing that happened. Yeah, I look back. He the already Vettius... knows that Vermillion's dead. The Vadius family was Vincent. Yeah, I think at this point, Crane's just gonna interrupt the captain with all due respect. I think now that we have established that it's going to be, uh, let's, let's say, not an immediate solution to the problem of the, the sergeant, we should focus on the lieutenant. Okay. Agreed. I just need to know if there are steps that must be taken right now. I turn to Lyra because she was in that basin for a bit. Where do you think they're going to go? Well, honestly, that is as much a guess for me as for the rest of you. While it seems that they... Look, I also got offers to work with the scum and stuff. But I rejected those offers because I didn't want anything to do with any of this. It seems that Dante did not only get in cahoots with the scum, but even let in a sergeant beneath him. Captain, I'm sorry, but who is to say that these are the only individuals that are aligned with this dark shepherd of ours? That being said, if they are actually aligned with the scum, who knows where they might lead them? How about okay, we... so we let this sergeant go and focus on Dante now. How about we subject every single Silver Sentinel on this isle to an interrogation, except for the ones that were supporting us during our earlier conflict? A rigorous and painful interrogation will surely draw out the traitors amongst your rank. Are you before suggesting torture? The, before we get into all of this, you might have apprehended Dante. But, there was a very, very large if implied here. Did you find proof of his wrongdoings? And uh, Crowen at this point is going to show the book, or I think we had the prayer book, it was... Uh, yeah, uh, you searched his rooms, didn't you? Yeah, I searched his room, we found 
signs of worship in the, in the chapel, signs of worship towards the shepherd. And I also found a book of incantations that is pretty incriminating, in my opinion. You you hand him the book for a moment. Yeah, give him the book. He 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 rummages through it a little bit, gives it back to you. Then, by order of Captain Bradley Quintessent, the Quintessent family, and the Silver Sentinels as a whole. I ordered the Arisen Isle locked up and under house arrest. Within our midst, there was a traitor, one who would soil the very fluids of our great city, one who would infect and worship dark powers. And it seems that with him, at least one was in league. Before we will root out this evil, we will investigate each and every one of you. No one has to leave before all of this has been settled. Do I make myself clear? And all of the guards going to him, yes, sir. Then Edge fights the earth to say yes, sir, with them. <laughs> then he continues, now then, let we indeed focus on the evil that we have instead of the evil that is lost. The sergeant will wait for later. He is a coward on the run. What is one more scum in this whole ordeal? I wish to know that no more foul threads have crept into my organization. If I, if I may interject, this might be the time, Captain, to have a manhunt started. A drawing of the sergeant copied a thousandfold and spread around the city. First, I need to know what Dante knows. If they were in league together, perhaps this weasel can lead us to the sergeant as well. Very well. All right. So, with that, you are led into the catacombs of the keep on the Arisen Isle. Couple of steps on a stone staircase downward, you find yourself in a very familiar establishment, actually. The same stonework and the same layouts meet you as you had found yourselves in the very first um, session of this new campaign. Although this time you are not the ones locked up, but instead you gaze through the bars of a way well more kept piece of the dungeon into a neatly kept holding cell, decent, where you see on the far side, sitting on a chair, head a little bit forward, but as you enter, going upward, his hands still bound in the manacles that you put them in, Dante Corsell, as he flicks his like sweaty, dirty, brow, uh, dirty blonde hair to the back. Well, well, well. I was already getting lonely over here. Beautiful visitors, welcome to what was previously my dungeon. You see one guard was still uh, situated in front of him with like a pike, as uh, the rest of you together with um, the captain, Bradley, and uh, the sergeant that had helped you so far, uh, Marcus, all enter and uh, take your stand in front of him to begin your interrogation. 
I say we take off one of his feet to start with, then we start the interrogation. Basically just steps forward while Terush makes a suggestion and uh, basically doesn't kick, but uses his foot to push uh, Dante to so that his chair tips over and falls off. Basically, oh, right, now, right now, he's still in the holding cell and you guys are outside of it. Oh, damn, okay. So, and, and as you take a step forward, Crohn, uh, to try and enter uh, his cell, the captain puts like a hand on your chest to, to hold you back for a moment. He unclips his cape. You know, Dante, as a skillless individual as yourself, I always had my doubts on how you found yourself to the status of lieutenant so quickly. And you know what? Normally we don't do things this way at the Silver Sentinels, but you do have to realize that I already have hired these outsiders to knock you out cold. Perhaps it wouldn't be such of a stretch to allow them to cut one of your feet off, now is it? Speak, I'm sorry, he's considering what do you know? it. I'm gonna take one of the bottles of wine out of my bag and just like... I mean. It's, it's another question if he's actually considering it or if it's just like a, a tactic, of course, but... Ah, oh, my dear captain. I pass the bottle to Crowen. My dear captain, what can I say? Not all of us can be born with rich blood, such as yourself and Quince and family. Some of us actually have to work to where we are, and I have worked for where I am. I just took another shortcut. One different than yours. Is there anything that one of you would like to say? Before I get into a conversation with myself? Yes. I grab a dagger. Just a little dagger. Just a knife. Maybe I borrow it from one of the party members. I don't care. But let's say there's, there's a little knife. I have a spell. Invisible item. I hold it up, and I, with my left hand on my staff, right hand on the, on the, on the bladed object, I use a few words and it disappears from view. I put away the staff, and I make a few movements. Just a few movements, hand to hand to hand to hand to hand, until no one Almost even Tarush doesn't know where the actual knife is. It's invisible. But it's there. Everyone knows it. And he stares at the he stares first at the sergeant, then looks at the captain. Please. Give me a few minutes. Uh, well, sure, I, I punch somebody in the face and break a nose, and I'm the bad guy, but we're cutting off limbs and... Make a, um, make a very difficult diplomacy check on this one. What is my diplomacy? Because you're still, like, right now, the subterfuge and the backhand dealings kind of don't need to be there anymore. So if you're actually going to torture someone, that, that is illegal. Yeah. I uh, don't know, I, it's I... illegal? This is a... An autocratic empire that has... Okay, okay. Let's keep the political discussions out of this. It's a 28. 28. I rolled high. Fuck y'all. 
I will say for the sake of this, like the captain gives you a look that um, that it clearly says like uh, uh, like basically threaten him only, like you know, like okay, it's okay if it's a show, and then opens the door. I lean into the group and I whisper like, I have a lot of experience cutting off feet, but uh, I do not stand behind this. <laughs> And then, and then I see, and then I see, cutting off feet. And and then I see indeed a reaction. And no, 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 like like pig's feet when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean uh, is quite comfortable in this situation because he has done many interrogations before. So he's just going to do his thing and get into the room. All right. Yeah. I'm no. just going to sit back and let Knox do the do the little thingy yeah, and just thing. observe. Tarush, Tarush invites, uh, almost invites Crowan in with him as he looks just back at Edge for a moment with with the little monkey on their head. He takes a little look like, this could be you. Just a look before they go in. Yeah. Oh, someone's getting shivved in this sleep, bitch. <laughs> this happens, you see, like, Edge, like, the one guard that was the, the normal rank-and-file guard with his uh, pike still up, like, shiftily looks from one to the other, like, <laughs> drums his fingers on, like, the, the wooden uh, beam of his pike and is, like, physically uncomfortable by what is yeah, transpiring I in front of him. I just shoot yeah. daggers. <laughs> just the angriest, evilest look I can give to Roosh. You little teenage bitch. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm capable of. But I will show you. Tarush so, has the weirdest boner right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but... It's not that weird for him. It's actually all not that all weird for him. Tarush, <laughs> you step into this room. The rest of you are uh, stepping back of this? or? Well, okay, so... Hmm? I do really dislike this guy mm -hmm. uh, because he kind of really knocked me down. But uh, I'm not really sure if it's evil to witness this kind of things, and I'm not evil. Morality is not as clean cut as good and evil. One second, you there's know, a cat thing. Be right back. Ironically. <laughs> Um, but there's a thing that Olam does, like, have this thing that she doesn't really know how this world works and she does really want to figure out how all these people, things work and think and, mm -hmm. and, and do their stuff. So she is going to enter the room, but she's not going to, uh, like do stuff with them, just watch from the the corner of the room. Just to observe. Uh, but there might be a chance she will walk away, but... So you're just gonna sit next to me, chill out, I'll, I'll pass Nox on to you so he can do the little looking for lice and bugs things. Well, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm I'm going... he was entering the room, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm entering the room. You're entering the cell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Just before I enter the room, uh, Tarus, didn't you have a, some kind of potion that helps with social things? Silver tongue. Uh, yeah, I do. The silver tongue mutagen. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you to give it to me. 
Okay. Thanks. Uh, I doubt. Yeah. So you you can look up what it does, or do you want me to tell you? Uh, please do tell me. Okay. Uh, it is a lesser silver tongue mm -hmm. mutagen, which means that it gives you a let's see a plus one on deception, diplomacy, intimidation, and performance. Um, if you get a critical failure on any of these, it becomes a failure, but nice. you take a minus two to arcana, crafting, lore, occultism, and society. Oh, who cares? If you are okay. trained in one... Oh, okay, fair enough. Crowan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for, for the sake of this, uh, I will say, because you guys have scoured the, uh, the island, um, eventually you would also find that, like, the mask that Dante had with him... Mm -hmm. um, uh, would be identified, and it is um, uh, it is on the uh, battle map right now. Oh. A lesser demon mask, which also grants you a plus one bonus to intimidation checks. So for the sake of this, you could actually don the mask and be even more scary than normal. Okay, go. Ahead. Okay, fine. I'll 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 take it. If we're if we're gonna put like if we're going for numbers, like let's get all okay. the numbers. Let's get all the numbers. Okay, so first I start with, uh, like I said before, uh, using my feet to push, kick him, and make him fall backwards on the uh, chair. <sighs> what now? And then, before he starts using his lip, his mouth, I'm just gonna uh, crouch next to him and look at him down on his face and start with. I thought this would help you realize you've hit rock bottom. Nice. Right now, up is to fess up. So, Tarush, uh, oh. to assist, Tarush walks up behind him. You saw what I did. One of my hands has a knife in it. I forgot which one. I'll help you get back up. But I might choose the wrong hand. Let's hope. Let's hope you take the right choice here. Both of you go ahead and make an intimidation check. <laughs> where uh, Tarush can aid Crowen. Yes! Uh, Plus guys, one for Crowen. Guys, Ooh. I just rolled a natural 20 again. Oh! Hey. So it's basically 20 times uh, plus. 12 plus the one of Tarusha, it's a 33. Oh shit, son. Yes! Okay, so I will not have to take a look at uh, Dante's sheet for this. Um, yeah. That is actually a nice little critical success. So as as you push him against the, uh, the back wall of this cell, you can see that the uh, lock of dark blonde hair once again like drapes in front of his face. He swallows heavily and immediately he just goes all right all right all right no need to get all this physical you've won you have bested me no no need to um prolong this charade shall we um <clears throat> what exactly do you wish to know do you wish to know about how i got here well the thing is that um as many people in the city dante Yes? You're sounding far too arrogant and self-absorbed for someone who's about to stand on the precipice of death. 
I suggest... the information you ask. I... I suggest you watch your tone. By patient a bit. Who else was helping you? My apologies. What I tried to um, uh, clearly uh, tell all of you is that people were helping me, yes, but do you just wish to know who helped me? Is, is that yeah. all of you? Seem to be clear at the first. Stop stalling. Right, uh, Sergeant Uther. Sergeant Uther Belfryer is uh, the one that helped me with these endeavors, and um, he was in on it, um, as well as a couple of guards beneath him, but he never told me their names, so I, had, it, I didn't need to know all of that. Um, what was important that I could trust Uther, Uther is the one you want uh, next to me. Um, who, came, who, came, who, who came into contact with Shepard first, you or I, I did. I, I was contacted in my dreams by uh, the Shepard you already know of, Shepherd, right? The shepherd gave me, uh, helped me understand the powers that be, and uh, to aid me with it, gave um, uh, what were the the small jellyfish creature? A familiar. Is it me or did he get dumber? Now he's nervous. He, he sounded more intelligent during the fight. He's nervous. Well, he's, he's he's totally he's fucked. He, okay. He's scared out of his pants. To play him as right, 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 right. <laughs> It's just, it's a big difference from, I mean, I get it. Like, at first, you know, he was an all-powerful being with a jellyfish. And then he got his ass shit, kicked. And, well, and, and he and didn't really he tried, talk that much. Then he tried to use uh, nice words, and then uh, Tarush was like, hey, watch your tongue. So now he's just, like, trying to barf out the information as fast as he can before he gets stabbed in the throat. Then Corrin's going to go for, uh, what was the deal with the Shepherd? What did you do in, in exchange for power? Nothing. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to make a deal with the Shepherd. The whole deal of the Shepherd is that he shepherds. He just wants us to gain this power. And to be Good. frank with all of you, he I... had nothing to do with the Crystal Plague. Excuse me? The what? The Crystal Plague, the ringing. You did nothing to advance it. Well... I mean, I, I, I didn't do anything to advance it. No, but if it were to be stopped, then my understanding would also lessen. So there were better places to focus our attention. Oh, sorry. And Tarush kind of just pretends he trips as he just kind of kicks into his side while he's lying on the <laughs> ground. Oh, I, I. My bad. I, you were saying you wanted to advance the ringing and it was good for you. In what way? I wanted to advance my own research. Look, right now, I was still a novice and the shepherd, he... A novice? Yes. In what? In magic. In harnessing the echoes of power. Isn't, isn't that what this is all about? The book, I already found your book of incantations. Do you have anything else about, the, about your research? No, that is all that I have. Where is would Orif now go? He's run away. Where, where is his hideout? Well, 
I wouldn't know exactly. Where did Uther run off to? That's I don't I know. Do... Where would your testicles run off to? If they were to escape this island? Go ahead and make another intimidation check. Oh. Uh, 20 total. 20. Look. Underneath the keep, where a small hideout, if I and Uther wished to enter the premise unnoticed, we had a small skiff lying there. Information we already know. Where would you go? Uh, wherever we want. There is there is a, a clear path into the sewers from this side of the island. If, if you get the skiff there... Which they, tunnel? I can show you. I can I can show you on a map. I, Please, someone, hand me a map for, for that I lose the function of my map. And I, actually, Tarus does this, and he's like, oh, fuck, I have a map. And he <laughs> grabs the map. <laughs> Pardon me, sir, but my hands are still tied behind my back. I cannot reach like this. Nose, don't you? So point with your nose, yeah. Uh, it's, oh, for fuck's sake. Right there. And right. then I, I put my finger on the... He spits like a, a small loogie on one point. Yeah, one, one centimeter to the left. Right there. There's the entrance into the sewer system that we used. I take it that Uther took the skiff then. We're asking the, question, the questions here. Do you know where we can find the shepherd? I mean, no. No. Stop being this playing dumb. Where is the shepherd? I make another intimidation check, Rowan. And uh, nineteen plus, I think it's twelve. So yeah, that's a twenty thirty-one. I want to help with that. I want to try and give him that plus I do not one. Know so where the shepherd is, Tarush. Oh, uh, Charlie, if you're speaking, we can't hear you right now. But it doesn't seem that you're moving. Okay. Look, I, I, we never know or knew where he was. But there were some signs, and in our dealings with the scum, we did get, we did get some signs, I guess. Signs. Yes. The scum. They. I don't know how it happened or when this shepherd came to Farwater, but it seems to lead all of the scum. And the scum seem to worship something else next to it. And that is the flow of water. The flow of water that comes to us from one very specific place. Formar Basin. Look, of course I and Uther were also intrigued by where the shepherd could be so we did our own investigations we ventured forth to the sewer systems to the scum to deal with them to see what they knew to help us and the silver sentinels thank you very much if the shepherd is somewhere to be found Formar Basin might be a very good place but then again that place is gigantic we don't even know what the shepherd is 
Perhaps it is just the most smartest and brightest of all of these scum. Oh no, we know what the shepherd is. Rush. You, you know what the shepherd is. A false god. Good moment for a ghost image. We're the one getting information, Tarush. We're not giving them. Well, a false god may be, but his results are very, very clear indeed. Uh, 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 if says there's a thing happening. Yeah. As as Tarush, you say this, your shadow begins to twirl into that of some kind of demonic form as it towers over the Dante for a moment and goes, but I can see that the real power is in this cell with me, of course. <laughs> I didn't mean to imply that. Um... Edge cracks their knuckles in the background quite loudly. Oh God, not another one. <laughs> it is a false God. And we, we are your only step, your only boundary between a complete and utter redemption or a fall into eternal torture and suffering. Right, yes, a redemption, please. I uh, would like to choose the redemption option of this entire conversation. And that's where we'll end today's session. Woo! Nice. So much happened, oh my god. I still have an invisible dagger somewhere, and I honestly, out of character, I haven't even decided right, left hand? I don't, I don't know, it's like, it's somewhere. <laughs> so, okay, so... So roll a d4 and divide it by two. Yeah. Roll, roll, roll I got a d2. Why not roll a d2 um, and then divide it Roosh. by one? Roosh, roll me a so reflex save. <laughs> It was it was so bad that Ave actually went back to Dutch for it. There's, it, it just sounds better in in Dutch than in English. Reflex it's just is a eight. little bit more. Reflex is eight. Eighteen Edge. plus five. Plus Twenty three. Okay, so you do eventually cut yourself on your dagger because you lost it, but not enough to actually do your damage. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like, oh fuck, right, wrong hand. Okay, 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 okay. Focus. Yeah, so for focus one Trish. moment. For one moment, as you have like this this very stark face, you see Tarush like <clears throat> wince for just like a split second as he cuts himself with the dagger, but no. Edge in the background's just like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Called it. <laughs> as all of you have oh, and I think uh, the battle map can be uh can be uh yeah, away fair. now, actually. As you have um utterly and easily broken Dante with a critical success on the intimidation check straight out of the gate and him already being a weasel and easily cracked. It seems that the shepherd might very well be in the basin of water that flows into Farwater. Which is where we found Lyra. Which is close to where you found Lyra, indeed. Yeah, I don't trust that bitch. <laughs> we don't trust we, we, we just literally took care of her competition, basically. <laughs> ah. But that will have to wait till next week. Mm -hmm. Because for now, we have an entire week of all kinds of other activities in store for us to hopefully enjoy nice, good weather here in the Netherlands. So for now, thank all y'all so much for watching and for your um, well for involvement with today's stream. With Amunra taking a uh, a high spot on that list with uh, two story beats being bought by uh, by them. Um, 
Uh, but but next to that, also the ghost images and ghost sounds were very nice. We hope to see you next week again to have your companionship in this endeavor as we are getting close to finding the actual culprits responsible for all this tragedy. So for now, enjoy the last hour of your weekend. We love you. Good luck this week. And hopefully see you next week again. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Okay, bye. <laughs>